What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Couple on Fire podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk all about how to handle those ugly disagreements in your marriage. And that's coming up right now. Thank you so much for joining us on the Couple on Fire podcast. This podcast is for couples, for marriages, and for families within the Christian community. We exist to help break the stigma that happens within the Christian community. We're talking about divorce, we're talking about addiction, and we're talking about so much more. We believe that all this is possible in this life strictly based on the power of Jesus Christ and his ability to restore us fully. Let's dive in. What is up, everybody? Welcome to today's show. If you've never joined us before, I am one of your hosts, Josh. I'm here with the always beautiful and highly intelligent Miss Christy. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Are you good? Yeah. Let me help you out there. Oh, thanks. There we go. Make sure the microphone is at your face. So if you haven't had a chance, uh, you know, our podcast is about a lot of things, but we like to really kind of focus more on taking your faith, your family, and your future to the next level. We talk a lot about marriage. We talk a lot about uh, individual personal development. We talk a lot about blended family stuff. Uh, it's just what we are passionate about. So we hope and pray that if you're here, that it is uh, this is a, a topic that's personal to you and, and let us know that if there's anything you want us to talk about, we'll be happy to do that. So before we jump in to this super fun topic of handling disagreements in marriage, do you have anything on top of your mind today? You had a whole week to think about it. I know. I d- and didn't I, I, No, as soon as you start talking to him, I'm like, oh, man, he's going to ask me. You just ain't got nothing. And right? I'm like trying to wreck my brain, and I'm like, I really don't have anything. We celebrated Graydon's birthday. So our mm-hmm. youngest child of four, my biological youngest, but our overall, out of all four of our kids' youngest, turned 20 last friday and we celebrated him on friday we celebrated him on saturday and then he got celebrated on sunday with his dad so Mm -hmm. he's 20 years old we officially no longer have any teenagers we're old we are old but on sunday we got to do something that we have never done in our lifetime that i can remember anyway i don't think it has happened in our lifetime is we got to watch a football game because we are from michigan christy doesn't really care but i don't care we're michigan and the lions are going on um to play possibly if they win this next game play in the the super bowl it was exciting to watch the game though it is it's exciting it's history being made and we live in a state where that's uh never seen these types of things happen in our lifetime so it's cool it's really neat so it's exciting to be to live in Michigan right now because of that reason. It's really the only good reason to live in Michigan. Right to now. me, it's just sports. Like, I would like to see, like, maybe somebody that we know, like, solve world hunger or, like, create world <laughs> I mean, peace. that is a little like, bit bigger than football. It's just, like, sports to me, so. Yeah. It's really cool, though. Okay, so we want to dive into this topic, right? So how to handle disagreements in marriage. And we want to talk about this because you're going to have disagreements in your marriage, right? Everybody has disagreements. You're not going to always get along. Okay. Even if you get along most of the time when you're not getting along, how are you handling those disagreements? There is proper ways. There is ways to do it. And if you're handling your disagreements the right way, you're not going to break out into full-fledged fights. You're not going to be in a position to where you guys are having disagreements all the time or fights all the time. You have to know how to handle those disagreements within your relationship. And especially if you're in a blended family, 
like this is super key because you have enough pressures going on. You have your exes getting on your back about stuff. Your children are already upset because maybe they're in a position they don't want to be. And you have a lot of other pressures that are going on. So handling disagreements in your marriage is a very key thing, knowing how to get through them and get beyond them. Yeah. And I think also like as seasons change in your relationship, you'll continuously have to evolve and change the way that you approach these things too. Agreed. Because Agreed. as you get older, your hormones are all over the place. Like I'm in perimenopause right now. Okay. Like my hormones are all over the place. I'm super excitable one day and super angry and then I'm super sad. So we'll have to learn how to solve disagreements differently now. We do. <laughs> it may have to be fist fights. We don't really know. We don't know what's <laughs> happening in this season of life. I think sometimes avoidance is a safe bet. So <laughs> So we go, we go with that one. But there is a Bible verse, though, that we want to tell you. Like for the overarching show, right? There is a Bible verse in God's Word, really, that talks pretty much about this, right? So if you want to read it, babe, you're welcome to do that. It's in James one nineteen. Graydon's birthday, one nineteen. What? Aww. Aww. James one nineteen. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And that is hard in marriage. Let's be honest. That's yeah. a hard thing to do. Because sometimes you feel like you're the victim of something and you feel like there's injustice. You feel like things are being done intentional, maybe, or you're not being listened to. And there is times in marriage where these things are true, right? Your partner is not quick to listen. Maybe they're slow to listen. Maybe they're not listening at all. Maybe your partner is fast to speak. They have a sharp tongue. They're saying things they shouldn't. And then your partner is quick to be mad and angry about everything. But we have to ask ourselves, when God's word is speaking mm. to us, he's speaking to us as an individual, right? He's not saying, make sure you take this and shove it down your partner's throat. This is what they should be doing. Mm. God convicts us differently, right? And so when we think about this Bible verse, how does this Bible verse apply to us? And it's not a conditional thing, right? God doesn't say, do these things when times are right, when things are good, when your partner's acting the best, right? He doesn't say that. He says this for us to act in accordance to his word. And that's hard to do. Very. What do you got? I just found like another Bible verse. I didn't find it. I mean, I just thought about looking this up. Uh, I recently had a couple weeks ago, a couple, a blended family couple um, who have all the same blended family struggles as all of us do. And she found a verse that was uplifting for her and she had sent it to me mm. and it's Colossians 3, 12 through 13. And it says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, mm -hmm. gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And she said it was encouraging for her and in her blended family in the moment. And I thought that was powerful too. I love that. Yeah, it is. We have to understand that God's word is just, it's not always what we want to hear. It's not always, it's always what we need though. And when we're talking about being in a marriage, we're talking about yin and yang a lot of times, right? So maybe your spouse is in a very good place and you're not in a very good place. Right. And so it's like we're constantly kind of in this ocean of waves going back and forth. And then you get to live in the great times and the good times, but you only get to live in those really good times where things are firing all cylinders if you're handling these types of times the best way. And God tells us how to do that. So we have four points we'd like to make today about how to handle better. How to I have handle an example, though. In marriage. Okay. I have an example. I can't wait to hear it. Here we go. 
Let's go. So, Josh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. When Josh first wakes up in the morning, he does not like to be talked to. And it's not that he, per se, is angry or anything about it. But he he's like, you know, if I ask him too many questions and stuff like that, he, he'll be like, I don't know. Like, I just woke up. You know, like, I need some time. So I've had to learn because in the morning time, he's just quiet. You know, he gets up and he's walking around, he's doing his thing and he's making his coffee and he's doing these things. And I get up before him typically because he goes to bed later than me. So I go to bed earlier. He goes to bed later. I wake up early. He wakes up a little later. And so when he gets up, I've already been up for a little bit and I've already, you know, done my devotional and I've worked out and like, I'm ready to go. And when he gets up, it's like, I've been waiting for him. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh, oh, oh. like talking to him about all these thoughts that I've had. And I have a lot, you know, and he'll, I used to, I've had to remind myself about this in the mornings now, because I used to be like, why isn't he talking to me? Like. I don't understand. He's rude. He's He's, is he mad? Like, why is he so upset? And now I'm just like, no, it's the morning time. I need to give him, you know, a good 45 minutes to an hour to make sure that he can get settled, get up, do his morning routine, get his coffee, sit down, feel like he's ready to begin his day. And that's something that, you know, could have turned into a huge disagreement all the time, you know, with us. But yeah knowing one another and figuring out like it's okay you just don't want to be talked to right away like bombarded with all of these ideas and questions and all this stuff when you first get up in the morning and that's I, understandable it, it, see but it isn't always understandable like not everyone's going to agree with that everybody's going to be like it's fine it's the morning you're fine just i'm just asking you some questions and i think that can be a problem right not having a level of understanding for your partner and the way that they are you know yeah like, I don't get up in the morning and I'm not being rude. It's not like I'm like, don't talk to me. Yeah, I know. It's like, whew, okay, hang on. You got to give me a minute here to process the things that are going on. But you've grown in the sense that you're like, all right, I'll just pump my brakes a little bit. Sometimes you're a little froggy in the morning. I, I don't am. mind. Well, I, sometimes I, really I can't help not talking. Like I tell myself like, oh, you're doing a paper right now for school. I can't talk to you. And then like five minutes goes by and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry. And then five minutes goes by and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, sorry. But just so everybody's clear, like I've kind of gotten used to this, right? So this is kind of like the way things are, but she is quick to retract. Like, you know, I'll stop for a minute and I'll look at her. And then she's like, after she gets out of her mouth, she, I can tell it clicks. I can see it. She's like, oh, yeah. Okay. And I think that's healthy. I think what you're saying is really healthy is having an understanding of each other. You yeah. Know? Like the last thing you want to do is at 10 o'clock at night is have some type of long drawn out discussion. No. Something. And sometimes he gets like that. Though. I am like, like that. we get, I want to do it. Then. We get in bed and then he starts talking to me about all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but see, and then my problem is with the, before we jump into all this, right? Not that anybody cares about any of this stuff, but it's true, right? My problem is, is I'm thinking to myself like, oh yeah, I'm making her mad. Maybe she's mad about what I'm talking about. And that's not it though. No. Like it doesn't have anything to do with that, right? And then feelings might get hurt, you know, and all this stuff. And it's just like, okay, wait a minute here. My brain is done. Yeah. She's toast by then. And I'm just getting ready. I'm ready to roll. Like, this is my time. Like, let's, like all my ideas are now, like everything's ready to go. And so just having an understanding of that, that's really yeah. good. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, so for our first point, our first point, we have to understand how powerful it is to embrace empathy. And we just talked about it. 
embrace empathy. Yeah. But we have to understand about prioritizing each your partner's perspective, right? Which is exactly what you're, yes. what you're talking about. But especially in disagreements. Yeah. Right? We can get in an argument about something and we are never going to see eye to eye. There are still things in our relationship that we have a hard time. We don't see eye to, see eye. Eye, to eye on them mm -hmm. things. But we know that we're on the same team. Mm -hmm. And we know that there is a level of em empathy, right? Like, hey, you give some on for me and I give some for you. Mm -hmm. And that's a level of empathy and like, okay, we're not duking this one out. Okay. We're agreeing to disagree, even though neither one of us like that. Okay. Well, there's no point to continue fighting about it in certain situations because not one way is right and one way is wrong. Maybe both ways are actually okay. That's the empathy part of it. And I that's think, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. The empathy part of it is to say, okay, there's no need to keep arguing about it. We're not going to, like, I'm not going to change your perspective on it and you're not going to change my perspective mm -hmm. on it. But how can we mutually come to a middle ground where we're both respecting one another, still recognizing that we're on the same team yeah. and um, come to a, a some kind of compromise or Which even we'll ground. Let's, yeah. not jump, let's not jump ahead. But yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. It's understanding like, hey, my partner is allowed to have these feelings, these feelings and these viewpoints on things. Mm -hmm. It's not destructive to our relationship. And even though sometimes we want to feel like we want to make those things destructive to our relationship, right. you know, just because we want our way. And that's where we really have to say, hey, wait a minute here. I need to put myself in my partner's shoes right now. Mm -hmm. And my partner is going to put herself in my shoes. And OK, you know what? I don't want to fight with you anymore about this. I you you feel the way you feel about what you feel about and I do my way. Let's just leave this. Let's just leave it alone. And we've had to do that. We've had to do that over the years where we just don't even go there anymore on certain things. Yeah. We just don't bother. It's not harmful to our relationship. Right. It doesn't prevent our marriage from growing. We're just not going to argue. About right. It. And there's a level of empathy in that. So I think when we get into a major disagreement on something, we have to ask ourselves real quick. Wait a minute. Is there something that some level of empathy that I can have right now to solve this? Or are we digging our heels in and we're yes. purposely trying to win to, to win or to not understand? Because if you're self-aware, you'll know, like, no, I just don't feel like putting myself in their shoes right now and looking at it from their perspective because I don't want to, you know, and it's like, OK, well, maybe you you might need to revisit it later then because that's not ultimately going to help your relationship at all. It's important to be empathetic to your partner at all times and to be able to say, maybe today I don't want to be empathetic towards you. And so maybe we shouldn't talk about it today because I'm just, I'm not there. I'm upset. Yeah. I'm mad the way that you're looking at this right yeah. now. It's yeah. upsetting to me and that's okay. Like right. we have to be okay with those types of things, which right. we'll talk a little bit about here in a minute, but yeah. we have to be willing to be okay with disagreements, not coming to an agreement. Yeah. Right. Not everything is going to be agreed upon. But if we back ourselves off of the big picture, right, kind of a helicopter view of our whole relationship is, is this really going to impact the outcome of our whole relationship? This disagreement, right? I want blue carpet and I want red carpet, right? I mean, not that anybody would either want one of those color carpets, but the point of it being is, okay, maybe we just need to decide that neither one of us are going to have blue or red carpet. We're going, we're just going to get hardwood floors, right? Whatever, you know, and we have to say, okay, we just, we're tabling this. I understand what you want and you understand what I want and we're just leaving it at that. Yeah. You have to be willing to embrace empathy. Okay. Point number two. You have to agree that respect over resolution should be the ultimate goal. Respect over resolution. So I think especially when it comes to communication, 
any type of communication when you're putting yourself in your partner's shoes and you're trying to have empathy and then you're working through a disagreement, you always need to have respect for yourself and for your spouse, but for your relationship. Like if you're saying, I'm going to have respect for my relationship in this instance and us, you know, remaining together and ultimately that we are on the same team, it's important for me to communicate with respect, mm -hmm. use, not use condescending words when it comes to those types of things and, yep. and just speak from facts and be able to talk about your feelings. Like, I'm feeling right now like this and like this and like this, and it's not fair. Um, I feel like this isn't fair and I feel like, you know, I don't have the energy or whatever it is. You can talk about your true feelings in the moment. That's not being disrespectful, but don't try to make fun, poke fun mm. about the way that your partner's feeling mm. or use a condescending tone or be passive aggressive and, or make comments that are sarcastic, you know, but mm. cr critical or cruel. Yeah, because you know your partner's not dumb and you're not dumb you know you know when you're making a jab at somebody and him and i used to do that like and then we would call each other out like we would be like okay, right in it too like okay you know that was a jab like and that's unnecessary and then the other person would be like okay yeah that was a jab you know yeah. type of thing. feeling attacked or whatever yeah, yeah. You know, and justify it yeah but i do think like when we talk about having respect it is we have to check our body language we have to check our language right and i mean overall like if you're rolling your eyes yeah like that's kind of a level of like sarcasm like that's a, like whatever or <sighs> we're doing that right in the middle he of when our partner <laughs> talks who does that I do. You do. So if we are in, like, if one of us is in our moods. Robert, sarcasm is my love language. He's sarcastic, though, Thanks, too, Rob. but not disrespectfully. You know, if that Yeah, not makes like you, sense. Rob. <laughs> but, like, if, him, if I'm in a mood, like, if I'm in the mood to where I'm not being empathetic, you know, and him and I are getting in a disagreement or something, I'm just like, <laughs> you know, that's my, like, non-empathetic thing. His non-empathetic thing is the sigh you know, type of thing. What I've realized over the years too, something that I do. Sometimes we're both not in an empathetic. Oh, for sure. Frame yeah. Of we're mind. not being respectful. Respectful. Yeah. We're not yes. being respectful yes. of each other in the moment. We'll use foul language. We will, we'll freak out on each other. We'll do something crazy. We will we'll say something that is jabby, roll eyes, sigh, whatever it is that we feel like we're entitled to do in the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think we, <laughs> For me, and I do that. But we don't call each other names. No, we have never done that. And I won't do that. Refuse will well, refuse to do mm -hmm. that. I've caught myself in a moment where I'm like, and I'm like, no. I mean, yeah. it's gotten, I mean, it's been 13 years. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Like, yeah. And so I think it's important, but I, something I've realized over the years that I've done that I don't even intend it to be mean is I think I giggle when I'm getting ready to make a point. I'm like, <laughs> you don't understand what I'm going to, you like, you don't understand. And it's like, I don't mean to do it as a sarcasm thing, like <laughs> what you're saying is stupid. Like, I really honestly don't do that, but I've caught myself where I'm like, I stop myself from doing it because I don't want her to think that I'm being that way. Which is funny though, because I know in those moments when he does that, he's not doing it to be sarcastic. You're doing it for the same reason that I probably do it is a thought goes through your head that you want to say. Yeah. And, you're like, <laughs> and then you say something, something else, comes out of your mouth that maybe isn't as vile or wrong 
you know, and sometimes it stops you. It does stop me. But m the majority of the reason why I do it is because I'm like, you just don't understand what I'm trying to tell you. Like, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. Like, you don't, you're not seeing it from my perspective. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, ah, like, why can't I get her to understand? But I don't mean it in a sarcastic way. I mean it in like, you're not that's explaining my, it well enough. So. Right, right. That's, I laugh because I'm not explaining it well enough. Right. <laughs> but my, my point is, is I really try to catch myself. So I don't want her to think those things. Like, the last thing I want is my wife to feel like I'm being insultive or mean or angry. Like, I want her to feel heard, even if I feel like, I'm not being heard. And I know that seems like a weird thing, but I feel That's not like, 100% always true. It's not though. I say I try though. <laughs> okay. Right? I, yeah. I said I try, all right? I feel like some jabs coming my way right now, No, folks. there isn't. Right? So make sure that There's we're being honesty. respectful. <laughs> and so make sure that you're being respectful, right? Over resolution. You don't have to drive someone into the ground to get the result that you're wanting. You guys are on the same team, right? And we keep mentioning that. Respect is so important because you can't take back the words once they're said. You can't take back the actions once they're had, okay? They can last and last and last for so long, years for the entire of your relationship. So respect is so important. Yes. Yes, okay, all right, there we go. Number three. Common ground goals. Dun, dun, dun. Identify and focus on shared values and objectives, which is good too. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's important to when you start to get in a disagreement that maybe you one of you pause for a second and remind each other like what's the goal here like we maybe we're getting in a disagreement and sometimes when you get in disagreements you know you can get sidetracked and then the next thing you know you're disagreeing about something that had nothing to do yeah. with the original reason of why for you sure. guys started debating in the first place almost always the case yes <laughs> so it's important to take a step back and be like wait a second like, what's, what's the goal and the outcome that we're looking to get to here? We're talking about this. So so how can we, if I'm being empathetic and if I'm being respectful mm -hmm. to try to come to a resolution, how can we get back to talking about this and not jump you know, like all over the place yeah. and then go down a rabbit hole? Because the next thing you know, you're fighting about the tone of voice that your partner said something in. Yes. And then you're not actually resolving or talking about the actual thing that caused you guys to get into debate in the first place. So common, the common ground goals is important to remember. It is. And I remember, you know, throughout a relationship, something that we've said before is we'll be in the middle of something. And it feels like the, the, the conversation is the argument's really starting to go sideways in a fast way. Like it's about to go off the tracks. It's about to be really, really bad. Yeah. And we're like, we're better than this. Our relationship is better than this, right? And we both can agree that's a common goal that we want. Like, okay, we are better than the way that we're arguing right now. Like, we expect more out of our relationship and we desire more as a goal for us as a couple than the way that we're acting or treating each other in the moment. And that is a common goal, right? Ultimately, like, what is the point of what we're even discussing? You know, we can get lost in the weeds like Christy's saying yeah. all day long. Like, I don't like the way you looked at me. I don't like the way you said to me. Okay, what do we even start talking about? Right. Right. We can talk about that different time about like, let's talk about the way that we talk about each other and talk to each other. But let's go back to the common goal, right? This this common thing that we're trying, this ground that we're trying to seek so we can actually solve the issue at hand. And I think the most of the time when we coach couples, this is a major problem for them. Yeah. They, they get yeah. elevated off of the problem and all of a sudden now they're just arguing about arguing about arguing. Or they're arguing about like, well, I saw him do this specific thing with his hand or 
move mm. something around the house or do something around the house. And I assumed he was doing it to tell me a specific message or the guy will assume that she brought this up because she actually means this. Mm -hmm. So he's now getting defensive about this thing and it doesn't have anything to do with that. So a lot of times we're putting thought bubbles over each other's head. So to come back and say, what is our actual like common? What's our goal here? Yeah. Like, what's the actual goal? Like, yeah. let's not get caught up with. I know that you meant that when you did this. No, I didn't. Yeah. Okay, well, let's take each other at our word. Don't assume yeah. like if you ask me something and I say that is not what I meant. Believe me and let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. You know, or let's table it. Yeah. Let's get back to what we were talking about. Yeah. To a common ground of let's get some solutions going. Otherwise, you're just arguing in circles. There's nothing more frustrating than just round and round and round and round and round for no reason with n nothing happening, no goals being achieved. And then that same thing happening over and over and over and over. And what ends up happening in your relationship is you guys just grow apart, 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 yeah. apart. And then all of a sudden you just stop communicating about stuff because you're just like, doesn't do us any good. Right. In all reality, it would do you a lot of good. You just have to understand there's a proper way to disagree. Right? Agreed. Find common ground. Okay, for the final point. Is personal growth and conflict. Personal so growth personal growth. growth is huge, 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 because I like to call them blind spots. We all have blind spots that we are unaware of, or we have things that are just like little idiosyncrasies that isn't really like a blind spot or anything that you necessarily need to change, but may annoy your partner. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like what? Chewing with your mouth open. Like I you don't do that. No, you don't. Oh. I, I'm just saying like you should chew with your mouth closed. But if someone's chewing, if your partner chews with their mouth open, you're just going to be like, oh. I got to sit in the room. Yes, be a lot of sighing on my behalf. <sighs> <laughs> a lot of eye rolling by you. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just saying like it. some things are just an, maybe an annoyance to me, but it's not actually a sure, problem just you know maybe it's the mood I'm, gum or whatever. maybe it's the mood i'm in that day right That's like true. maybe i'm having a bad day or i'm really overly tired so like little things that normally wouldn't bother me are just bothering me today like having that self-awareness about that mm -hmm. and understanding um how to resolve conflict, but some of it is having an attitude of gratitude. I know that's kind of played out, but sitting back and reminding yourself, like, what are some things that I'm thankful for about my relationship? Like, what mm -hmm. are some things that are positive that I can do to remember of uh, the positive things about you that you do that I don't necessarily take the time to notice? And I'm like, okay, he does this, he does this, he does this. And it really helps to calm me down or relax yeah. me or because some we're all human. So sometimes I'm just agitated. Like today I woke up and when I got to the office, one of my very first meetings I had were with a couple of my VPs and I'm just like, I'm just agitated. I'm just grumpy today. Sorry. Like I just, you guys are, get, you guys are just getting the brunt of it today. Yeah. Both of them were like, oh, great. Yeah. But it is important that we understand that personal development, you know, when we talk about personal development, it's like we have to, our personal growth, we have to ask ourselves, yeah. are we pouring into areas that are helping us? with these type of disagreements. And this is an example. Chrissy brought up self-awareness. Self-awareness is so important. When we're in the middle of a, a disagreement, I mentioned it earlier, we're in the middle of a disagreement, we're in the middle of an argument about something, and I have to ask myself, wait, am I being self-aware? Am I paying attention of 
if I'm rolling my eyes. Because a lot of times people are like, I didn't even know I did it. Yeah. I had no clue that I did. True. Sighing, like, I don't know that I sigh all the time. If you are working on Like this the last person, thing you do. Like it's the last not, thing. Right. It's not like an intentional thing. It's right. like an habitual thing at this point. That exactly you do, right. Which yes. is true. And But being aware of it means that you can change it. And the only yeah. way you're going to be able to do that is have some type of personal growth with that. And something that's really big, especially with Christy and her work, is she understands that 90% of the, the troubles that she comes across with her people that work for her is that people are, have a really hard time with conflict resolution. And I would say the main reason why is because people, they don't know how to keep a level head when people start disagreeing with them. So people get defensive. They feel like they need to defend themselves. They need to, and if you ever watch Christy when she is in, in an argument with somebody, especially at work, and they are in a position, let's just say she's in a, the room and she has to terminate somebody for a position, right? 90% of the time, those people are leaving. They're thanking her for the conversation that they had and they don't leave unpleasantly. Why? Because Christy doesn't lose her cool. She doesn't get defensive when they start attacking because when people are in arguments, we're in argument, when we feel like it, we're like, oh, I need to defend myself. I need to come hard. I need to come fast. And when we talk about resolving conflict, you have to have enough self-awareness. You can be like, you know what? This person right now is just upset. What's going on right now? They just, they feeling attacked or feeling hurt. I'm not going to take that personal. Instead, I'm going to work on resolving this conflict instead of combating this conflict, which is, takes a lot of personal individual growth to be able to do it's that. It's remembering the goal. Yep. It's remembering to put your, be empathetic, put yourself in their shoes, yep. being respectful, mm -hmm. factual, factual, things like that. Non-emotional in mm -hmm. it. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing worse than being in the middle of an argument and both parties are hyper emotional. Now, guys, guys are really good at this. Right. And some women shut down are wonderful. We do shut down. But instead, we just go straight non-emotion and then we just start getting. Yeah. Start fact, 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 fact. OK, you got to be very cautious. Right. This isn't work. Right. Right. I use Christy as a work example. But. It doesn't work. It's your spouse, right? So you can't be like, all right, won't you just uh, write down everything, you know, and we'll talk about each bullet point, you know, like it doesn't work like that. No. But we have to remind ourselves, are we being self-aware? Is there some development on my behalf that I need to, maybe I need to be better at conflict resolution. Maybe I need to be better at not being so defensive. Maybe I need to be better at being self-aware of the things that I do do in the middle of disagreements. Am I taking responsibility for things? This is all personal individual growth that you have to do with yourself. You know, you can't expect your partner to just be empathetic for everything that you are willing to not do. That's a hard thing because I think a lot of times marriages do that. We're just like, well, just accept me for how I am. You, you're supposed to just love me like I am. All my flaws and all my inadequacies, you know? Yeah. Great. I'm supposed to love you when you're a jerk. And even though you're not caring and you're not respectful and you're not empathetic. And, yeah. and that's just not true. That's an unfair way. And you're just going to be in this endless cycle of disagreement and arguments all the time. Yeah. And you have to also take like sometimes we're all human. So some days we have bad days and we're grumpy or we're sleep deprived and, you know, new moms that have new babies, they're sleep deprived and Excuses. they don't know which end is up Excuses. and all of these things. So, 
you just have to remember stuff like that. And you do have to be empathetic towards one another. Like your husband doesn't know in those instances what's going on with you. Like he doesn't understand. He knows you're sleep deprived, but he doesn't really understand what's going on with your hormones and you're sleep deprived and you haven't you like you you if you're breastfeeding, you feel like a cow because you just are just constantly there to nur nourish the child, you know, and it's like it's I get it. I get the type of thing, but then the guy is also like floundering, like, where do I fit in now? Like, yeah. how can I help? Because, you know, when the, it's an infant, when the baby's an infant, they really are for their mom. You know, they really, the mom needs to be breastfeeding them and holding them and taking care of them and all these things. So your husband's trying to figure it out too. And what happens is we just get in this pattern of, well, I really don't care what he's going through because I'm going through worse. And the mm -hmm. husband's like, I really don't care what she's going through because she doesn't really take the time to care about what I'm going through. She acts like what I'm going through is, is nothing. Yeah. Right. And so I just think it's really, really important to follow these steps to really sit back and say, I'm tired, have some self-awareness also have, so how can I grow in this situation or what do I need in this situation? And then what else do I need to do for my spouse? How can I put myself in their shoes and maybe talk about like, if I'm putting to talk about that, like if I put myself in your shoes, I would be feeling blah, 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 blah. Is that accurate? And then your spouse can confirm or deny what you're saying and then have your spouse do that for you. Like, well, if I would put yourself myself in your shoes then and think about everything that you're dealing with, I probably would feel this, this and this. Yes. And then you both will then have like, OK, like eye opening. I can understand like why you would feel that way and I can understand why you would feel that way. But let's come together and now talk about both of those things, because I have my feelings. I understand your feelings a little bit better now. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, and there is seasons of life that we go through where you just kind of get tired of talking about everything. Correct. Because Josh and I, but <laughs> he smiled. Josh and I are deep, deep conversationalists. Like we don't like even with each other, we don't really small talk about stuff. All we, the time. we what all the time? What deep? Yeah. Yes. All the time. Like we are constantly in self-improvement mode. And I would say 95% of the time we're in self-improvement mode and self-couple improvement mode. And so there's some days, sometimes where it's just like, we're having a disagreement. This just happened the other day. And I'm just like, I am not in the mood or do I want to take the time today because we have this one special like thing going on today. I am not in the mood, nor do I want to waste the energy or time going down this whole thing that we always go down. Not that it's bad, but we circle around what went wrong. What can we do better? Understanding each other's sides, apologizing like it's a long drawn thing, which is good. It is a positive thing. That's why our relationship is so strong. And that's why our communication is so like on point. But sometimes 5% of the time, I would say like, we don't have the time today to do all that. Let's just cut to the chase and go both go to our corners and woosah our own selves and then come back together and move forward. Right. Correct. You, yeah. What you said. Yeah. Sometimes we just, sometimes you just have to leave the horse alone and quit beating it to the ground. And that's. Yes. 
And that happens and that's okay. And that gets right back to, you know, as long as you're not burying or sweeping under the rug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that gets right back to all the points that we're making. You know, you have to be respectful, make sure that there's respect in the moment, make sure that we're being kind and empathetic and we're understanding and like, okay, this is, there's a lot of heat, you know, instead of dumping a little extra fuel on the fire, we're done. We're just done with this. It's sometimes just responding with an okay is where we need to be. And that's okay. And like you said, as long as that's not a permanent fixture, it's not right. how it is. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not stalling in the moment and you're not trying to just repeat this argument within the argument about arguing about the argument. And that sometimes has to happen. And I think Christy said it right though. Her and I are very high level communicators as when I say high level as in we like we're over communicators. Like yes. we communicate, communicate, communicate. Which can take a lot of time sometimes. Well, it can take a lot of time. It can take a lot of energy. It can mm. be very frustrating. It can be all those things. Now, I think we're as close as we are because we're willing to do those things. Yes. But sometimes just don't want to do it and that's okay and it has because be you don't okay. have the time to well not just that maybe you're overly tired and frustrated and you just i don't want to get into it in this moment you know like this isn't the moment to get into it we can table it we can come back to it later you know if it's today's not the day and i'm not the one that is right <laughs> it's not my job not today so we want to let you know like if you're getting disagreements try and use some of these things let yeah. us know if this is if there's something that you do 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 do. If you do do in your marriage uh, during disagreements, that's super helpful that we didn't say. Please let us know in the comments. Share it because it goes and it shares with other people that watch this episode and it can be helpful with other people. It's important that we are attentive to the things that make a difference and that move a needle in our marriage. This is what works for us. Okay. Try it in yours if you haven't tried it, but maybe there's things that work in yours. And that's why everybody's relationship is different and some things work and some things don't work. And so please do us a favor and, and share what works within your marriage and your disagreements. Yeah, for example, um, something that's been powerful in our relationship is that, you know, earlier I I'm said- I'm always right. It's, it's always powerful. It helps a lot. Earlier I said that- um, you could say, Hey, if I was in your shoes, this is the way that I would be feeling. And then your partner does that same thing. And then you guys talk about that sometimes. Thanks, Stace. Sometimes your partner and Josh has done this to me, not in a condescending or sarcastic way. Josh has said, if I was, if the roles were reversed, I wouldn't be taking this as hard as you're taking it. But it's important to me if you're taking it this hard, it doesn't matter how I would take it. Mm -hmm. What's important is that this is your feelings. This is how you're taking it. And I want us to work through and deal with that. So if this is something that bothers you, but it doesn't bother me, that still affects us. If it bothers you, how can we work through this? And that's just acknowledging like where, how your partner feels, which is respecting and having empathy and all of those things can go a huge long way in your relationship because if something upsets him that doesn't upset me, which more often than not, things upset me that don't upset him. But occasionally there is something that upsets him mm -hmm. that wouldn't upset me. But because it upsets him, it's important to me. And so I just would rather solve it and move on so that we don't, if it doesn't cause any discord in our relationship. Yeah. I think, you know, if you're going to rewind and listen to anything, rewind and listen to just that portion of this show, because I think there's so much value in that. We put such an expectation on our partner to think and feel the same way that we think. Thank and feel amen. Yes. About the same issues. And we just don't. Right. And that doesn't mean that we like, she doesn't care. Or I don't care. It doesn't have anything to do with that. 
but we've always, and I've always made it a point, like if it matters to you, it matters to me. Now, I may not respond the same way you do, okay? You may not like my responses the way that I, maybe I'm not up in arms like you are, but right. I want you to know that I'm with you and that I'm listening and that yes. I'm empathetic and that I care about the things that are going on with you. You looking something up? Just a quote, but if we don't have time, it's no big deal. I just wanted to see if I could. No, no, no. Really quick. So anyway, so that's what, you know, Oh, let's see here. Carrie Rinke said, I think Rob and I are good at talking through our conflicts. Rob Rinke is great at reading me and knowing when I'm triggered or upset and we will have hard conversations. This is a great reminder that I'm actually doing better at this than I thought. Yeah, that is awesome. This. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Thanks for sharing, Carrie. I just read it. You're okay, saying you didn't care, so that's fine. I do care. No, I'm, I'm sorry. joking. So this quote has always hit home to me every time I've seen it come up. But the goal of marriage is to not think alike, but to think together. Mm. And there's power in that quote because we we don't want to put pressure on our partner or our spouse to think exactly how we think. But it is important for us to come together and be together and think together about it mm. and recognizing and, and respecting the way that your partner feels about something. That's huge. And that's thinking together, mm -hmm. not thinking the same, but thinking together as a team. Yeah. Same side. Same side. Same side. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we want to thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for your comments. And, uh, you know, like we said, if there's any topics that you guys are looking to be, that you want us to talk about that we haven't talked about in our last 200 shows, like we'll, we'll talk about it. You know, maybe there's something that we haven't. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to maybe having some, uh, some interviews coming up pretty soon. You know, it's some, we have some stuff in the docket, so we want to handle some of that. So, but other than that, we want to thank you guys so much for being here. We are here every single Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern live. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.